All right, all right. Check one, check two. This is it. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Hell yeah. With your host, me, Rob Cantrell, coming to you live with a super special guest, one of the funniest, creative, cool uh, cats that I know. Please give it up for director, comedian, extraordinaire, Victor Bernardo. Uh, what's up, everybody? Victor Nato in the house. Victor Bernardo, let's get on. Who likes potatoes? I don't know, but let's go. Uh, stick them in your mouth. Where else in your butt if you go south? Hey! Foghorns. <laughs> bow, bow. <laughs> Foghorns. Now you're going to have to like pirates. make this yeah. mix. You got to make this mix work. <laughs> Look it up. Yeah, Look yeah, it up. yeah. <laughs> Victor Bernardo has a doo doo hat. Oh, yeah. Doo doo. Doo doo. The best. Uh, doo doo rhymes. Doo doo sauce. As a word, I've always, I've always thought doo doo. Doo doo is funny. It's uh, it's up there. It's it, it, it doo doo almost beats fart in my world. Fart is almost hack. Doo-doo is artistic. It's funky. Doo-doo is so... Doo-doo one is universal and it is physical, okay? Because farts yeah. are... Farts, you know, you don't see a fart, but no. you see doo-doo. D- you so. see doo-doo, yes. Exactly. So like if, you a, don't if want a, it. It's, almost, it's so strong. You don't want it even near you, but you can't deny what it is or what it is. I used to do this joke a, lo- a long time ago about uh, about how Tarzan, the ape man, was not a great movie because he because ne- if he was really raised by apes, he would settle his arguments by throwing his doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> Ends all arguments right there. Exactly. <laughs> that ends all arguments. It just be slinging and I don't care around. how much of a thug you are. I don't care how tough you are. I don't care how much muscle milk you pump. Uh, yeah, thugs would avoid him. They'd be like, "Don't mess with that dude. He, you piss him off, he will hit you in the face with doo doo. He will hit you in the face with doo doo and diarrhea doo doo too. Exactly. He only eats like prunes and corn just to be ready all the time. But you know what they say, you know what they say, uh, if you smell really close to roses, they smell like doo-doo. <laughs> Who says that? It, uh, it's an outcast song. Oh, really? Outcast oh, yeah. Song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. The yeah. dopest lyric. It's one of my favorite lyrics. And mm-hmm. it's he says poo-poo, which is a little bit classier and <laughs> more musical. Yeah, his clothes have sparkles, so he has to say poo-poo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, are you excited? Okay, Victor is doing Dynamo Kingdom. This is a 420 vo- event that I've been talking about on this podcast. This is not just a plug. I'm actually curious. This is a one-of-a-kind stand-up live stream show, and this is the director, the mind behind this uh, whole thing. Tell us about uh, Dynamo Kingdom, Victor. Dynamo Kingdom is actually an extension of these parties I used to throw. Did you ever go to my parties I used to throw at my apartment? Yeah, I mean, I've heard about him and I've been through and I always knew it was a good scene, but I always had a baby like I was always, uh, you know, but I, I think I stopped through a couple times and hung out. My parties. I, I used to remember. Yeah. And that loft space in Brooklyn. Yeah. 
I used to have a two-story loft in Brooklyn. And this is like when I was riding, when I was riding so high on the hog. Okay. Like really high on the hog. Like I was working on these crazy shows. I was getting a lot of money. And so I would just throw crazy parties because I hated the shows I was working on. Cause I was like working on reality shows, we're getting good money, but I was like, I'm going to use this money to throw some crazy parties. And then, so in my parties, in my loft, two-story loft, I would have every room, I would have a video game set up so people could play video games. Like, so if you didn't know anybody, you'd have somewhere you could go. I would have strict rules that you had to bring like booze or booze or a woman to the party. So like women had to bring women, men had to bring women, or you had to bring booze. The reason being because the more women that are at the party, the less women feel threatened. Because if there's only a few women at the party, then they are like meats unhooked to, to dudes. And if there's more women at the party, nobody feels threatened. And so I, I we mean, would, if you're throwing party, that's the, that's the, that's everybody knows that equation. Yeah. You gotta yeah. have, you don't want too many dudes at your party. <laughs> exactly. And so like, and so like, I would just, I would just get people to bring people to the party. And then if women were like, why are you saying you have to bring women to the party? Then I would explain why. And most of the time they'd be like, oh, I get it. <laughs> just because I didn't want a situation where like women felt uncomfortable at the party. But then, so there'd be stations for games. And then on the top floor, uh, we would have a DJ playing or some of this kind of entertainment. Once I had like a karaoke band at the party. And so like, I would just throw these parties where it just, like, it was so much fun. And then people would come to it and then like, random people would show up one time. DJ, uh, would you DJ or did you have? No, no, no. I would never DJ. I would always have somebody else DJ. So I could just, I would just throw parties so I could enjoy the party. <laughs> I went to a party of yours and you had Prince Paul DJ at Comic. Exactly. Prince Paul was DJ. Yeah, dude, that's heavy <laughs> for my world. That is super heavy. Oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was into it. And then we, so, so Dynamo Kingdom is like these parties, but it's also like a show and a party. So at Dynamo Kingdom, there will be video game stations where you could play and win prizes. There will be that at the party. All you awkward stoners out there. I always, I'm one of those cats. I, yeah, give me a video game console. console. Exactly. Uh, we have a we have a dude who's making like a, a an indie designer who's like debuting a new game specifically for the party. <laughs> which is pretty crazy. Yeah, um, and then indie games are dope. Oh yeah. And then, uh, and then we have like uh stand up with like awesome, amazing standups. There's this guy named Rob Cantrell. He's, he's pretty funny. Anyway, he's going right. to be on the stand up show. Also like Marina Franklin's going to be doing stuff there. Uh, there's just like a lot of dope people performing. Yeah, Joel, I think we got, a, uh, it's a, we got a lot of females on the lineup, but everybody's funny. And uh -huh. interesting and different and cool. Seth Herzog, one of the New York's uh, legendary. You, you just almost canceled yourself. Did you hear what you said? What did I say? You said we got a lot of females on the lineup, but everybody's funny. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, people, people are people comb through texts for phrases like that. Yeah, people comb through <laughs> podcasts. And I know with oh, this yeah. podcast, I kind of space out. So I but I try not to be ultra aware and try to be more natural in the moment and you uh, have to be you can't then you, yeah, can't. you have to be that's what yeah. i mean you know me i you i mean i don't want to say that. i mean i try to ride right down the middle and especially for this show i'm just excited about the show and i know a lot about stand-up and i know what the lineups are out there and this is a unique cool 
great if you're going to get high and go see a stand-up show this is the show to go check out exactly it's uh it's just going to be a lot of fun and then also uh so then there'll be a, there'll be a stand-up show like a short stand-up show and then a dance party with video games then also we have uh go-go dancers uh that dance in uh, uh dinosaur costumes uh so they're gonna be pretty awesome <laughs> gonna be freaky like uh i would say this definitely the ghost of and andy warhol like if you want to get to real new york art weirdo comedy uh stoner scene this is definitely the show for that you know if you want to capture that vibe uh which everybody's missing in this world these days you know and that's one of the reasons people come to new york this is the vibe Absolutely. And then finally, like a rap battle <laughs> is happening at the show. Sorry uh, to cut you off. I forgot. I do know I, th that's one of the major selling points. Tell us about the rap battle. Yeah. So I used to do this show at UCB Theater for seven years running as an improvised comedy rap battle. Uh, Rob, you've done the show before. You've won the show before. I have. You won the rap battle. Also, Wayne Brady has done the show. Also, this is also Wayne Brady has done the show. Lynn Manuel Miranda has done the show. Wow. Uh, uh, oh, Shockwave from oh, they're amazing. Shockwave from Freestyle of Supreme is the beatbox for the show. Coming, he's coming off of his Broadway tour to come back and do this show. That's so dope. I talked about him, man. Like uh, he's a man of few words, and he can beatbox his ass off. And he's been doing like improv comedy beatboxing since before Hamilton. Yeah, he's a he's just a great dude, funny dude. And we used to do the show all the time. And then now we're bringing it back uh, to close out this party. He's <laughs> with the rap battle. <laughs> rap battle. Uh, it's just everything that I like stuffed into one place. That's really what this show is. It's so unique when I try to get my head around it or I'm like, this is just Victor's thing, man. This is uh, and that's what, you know, kind of happenings in New York during like cbgb and you know there was just an art side of new york that was always like this type of shit that was happening and now that cannabis is getting legal like it's gonna make it really fun you know again mm -hmm. exactly and now that yeah they just decriminalized it at a federal level so this the, we're actually going to be talking to all the, the right people for this party i know mm -hmm. Did the republicans pass it I know uh, it, it's gotten it, all it, the way, but the talk is the Republicans aren't the geo or what I don't forget what I don't want to talk politics, but uh, they got it. That's the thing is Democrats pushed it all the way and it passed. But it, I guess this the how or the Senate or whatever is going to pass that. Yeah, I think I don't know exactly what's happening, but I know like it, the the it's just changing like the it's changing. Yeah. It's becoming like everybody knows what it should be. And people some people are resisting because some people resist no matter what. But uh, you know what? Just let me borg it up. Resistance Dude, is futile. California's <laughs> been doing this forever. Uh, Colorado, which I'm playing Colorado right after this gig. Victor locked me in early. This is kind of a I've had some really fun gigs on 420 over the years. I don't always get them, but sometimes when I get them, I look forward to them. And this is one I'm super looking forward. We're doing a live stream of it. This is like a one of a kind night that's going to be live streamed out into the universe. Yeah, this company Moment House, I wanted to do it. I wanted to make it a special. And then so like a live special. And what they do is they do they do a live stream. Actually, they're trying to actually get away from the word live stream because what they do is like they're 
the way they shoot it is cinematic. So it'll look like a Netflix special. So it like, it'll, it'll be, it'll be live and you'll be able to talk back and forth and you, you'll be able to type in and we'll be able to know what you're saying and stuff like that. But it's going to look like a Netflix special, which is great. Yeah. They got yeah. the hardware, they got the setup, they got the new technology. Technology is mm -hmm. moving so fast and forward, especially with these uh, cameras and uh, equipment. You know, I just I, I'm excited. It's it's rainy and cold out there. I got a little bit of uh, cannabis and coffee. I got Victor. Uh, you know, I like the Zoom. I like the technology. You know, I love yeah, I like I like good technology. Technology does some amazing things like I. I am a I'm a big tech head because I used to be a computer programmer. So like I love like a good piece of technology and there's lots of amazing. This is just crazy stuff happening right now. And it's and it's also becoming exponential. Like stuff is being invented so fast just because I myself, I made it an adventure. I, I have a patent. I have a patent now because Smart. of an invention I made. <laughs> Smart. Smart. <laughs> it's like it's just like if I can make it an invention. <laughs> Dude, the dude that came up with the spatula, you know how uh -huh. paid he is? Oh, probably very paid. <laughs> very paid. What, what, what's, what's your, uh, I had an uncle that worked in the kitchen. He actually cooked for the University of Tennessee. He worked the, he worked the, uh, he did all the food for the, for the sports teams. And uh, he would try to make like spatulas or like fried, like he would patent all these things. I think the easiest way to explain what my invention does is it interprets video game visuals as text and then accepts and then accepts commands as vo uh, vocal commands so that anybody can play video games like a blind person could play uh, Call of Duty and interact with sighted people or Whoa. a yeah it's like it's that like it wow. it it That's if you think about how a movie if you think about how a movie uh, there's a description track for blind people like it does that with video games. And then you can also play the games by talking to it. Oh, that's dope. That's huge. Um, yeah, one of my friends that I lived with in San Francisco, he's legally blind and he was an art teacher. And uh, I, talk, I still, with all the technology, he was an old hippie, like went to Grateful Dead shows in San Francisco in the 60s and 70s. Uh, but with the new technology, he is kind of tech savvy. And uh, he uses voice act, you know, he uses all that shit. And I know he loves TV like he he has all this media and, you know, and I know he probably is a video game guy. So I know like I know there's a market, you know, and I know it's great technology and people will be into it and it's helping. You know, it's good. Karma. Mm -hmm. Good. Karma. Yeah. I mean, there's there's amazing stuff available. Like I like what's your favorite. You like Zoom. Do you have any other favorite pieces of tech that help you? Uh. You know, I do love Final Cut. Uh, oh, yeah. I think that's sick. I think these MacBooks are sick. I, I, I love this uh, Lacey mixer. I love Shure mics. I'm looking into this beat machine that I'm, I got on Layaway. Uh, it's called a Roland 404. It's like good for, it's really good for like punk rock, like, uh, you know, making beats just like really small and compact, but sounds super professional and analog. So I'm looking at that. And then I'm also looking at a GoPro um, to shoot this. Like I've done a few things with a fisheye with my phone on remote. Next time, Victor, I'd love to go out to a nice coffee shop in Brooklyn or wherever we're at and do this live. Um, so I'm looking at the GoPros. Uh, what, are, what kind of tech are you looking at with like cameras and shit? Like, uh, is that, are you filming this on a real camera off your, off your computer or do you have this a rig up? 
No, this is just like on my eye. This is on my iMac from the iMac camera, but I just know about lighting. So I have a light up here that is on my face, like giving me a nice glow. And then I just have like, I have a like, you know, like um, how you can get like LEDs for your yard, like that are colored lights. Yeah. yeah, I just have one of those on a stick behind me. So it makes the background all purple together. So it like just makes it look like a set, even though it's all in my house. Yeah, man. I think people are really getting into LED and lighting and tone. I've been burning incense, like incense and lighting is like a major like senses, you know, like you can mm -hmm. yourself and uh, relax yourself and like have a like a cool purple light. You're just like, yeah, let's make some music like Prince. Uh, yeah, for real. The music just like Prince. I want to I'm, I'm actually going to start. So so finally, I'm going to put out an album as King Super Nuts which is your moniker i've uh, uh king super nuts is uh is victor vernado's rap name you, your name is co cool you don't even need a new rap name i know <laughs> victor loves a good dick joke and what he loves <laughs> better is a good ball joke so king super nuts i've like i've 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 been working on rhymes for king super nuts like i have a i have a great battle rhyme for king super nuts his this is two lines that i think are uh, great like uh um you don't want to let them out there if you're going to do them what? on the show but you can't no, no no i'm not going to do much i'm hosting the show so i can i can do this this is going to be an album so it's just like uh uh i'm king super nuts and my shit's so spectacular i got a lazy eye but i can still see how whack you are <laughs> <laughs> oh you're definitely using that in the battle <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Got Love a lazy eye, but I can still see I've, how I've whack been, you are. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's a great line. That's a bar. You just <laughs> everybody, I just a gold bar. <laughs> uh, I'm coming after people. I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make a diss Instagram uh, against you now. This is happening. I'm coming after you. <laughs> Don't come after me. You know me. I'm doing I'm it. Not the king of battles, man. I'm uh, coming after you. Too bad. I freestyle. I gotta sit in a room and write like rhymes for a couple days before I start unleashing the dragons mm -hmm. uh, of what's happening on the microphone. Oh yeah, don't even try to diss me. <laughs> uh, diss everybody. You better phone home. Eat. <laughs> <laughs> See, I could do a diss, but I'm not, I'm not trying to go into negative energy these days. But I will say, just to plug your show, because I'm not on the rap portion of the show, but he's going to do a battle rap and I've been on these shows and they're awesome, but they aren't fully negative. And even like the wacker rappers win because the, the crowd just wants it funny, like the stand up environment or like you were doing it at the UCB, like it was a, a comedy club environment or like a laugh environment, which is yeah. different than a music environment, whereas a laugh environment like. So what's cool about Battlelicious, it really doesn't have that negative energy. People will go hard and sometimes it might veer off, but the crowd almost brings you back into the funny zone because you want to get laughs, you know? Yeah, it's that's what it's about. It's about getting laughs, about having fun. We had Kira, we had Kira, Kira Herzog win uh, before. She's 70. So she, <laughs> she came to the show and put it down as a 70 year old woman and won because the crowd was just like, yeah, because she was just like going for it. And it was just great. And she's just beating everybody, even great rappers, just because she was 70 years old and she was like making some rhymes. Everybody was like, yeah. 
Yeah, with <laughs> rapping, like that's what's so. I mean, I, I, one of my personal th- beliefs is deep down inside, everybody wants to rap and everybody wants to do stand up. Like I've mm-hmm. always, like I just think, even if they're hating on it, I know why they are hating on it because I am a professional hater. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know why they're, but deep down inside, like they're the two funnest things is uh, rhyming, but rhyming is just pretty much linking the turns. You know, it's not as hard as stand up, you know, stand up is hard as hell. It takes forever. I think, I think like deep rhyming, like when people do like those, like those fucking like really connected rhymes, like those can be, those are super hard. Like that's, oh, yeah, that's definitely yeah, hard. I mean, I don't I, I mean, I'm a bit of a hater, but I will say like, I don't come in. Uh, I'm not a super fan of Eminem or even fast rhyme styles. Uh-huh. Like, my love kind of came in towards Run DMC and like th- uh, and Houdini. And uh, so but when it got fast and super technical, I guess KRS-One is kind of where I start to check out. Like, I just don't care. Like the song has to be funky. I think music is mystical. Like when you capture, and I think Eminem's captured some moments, but mm-hmm. when you capture a joint, you know, a good song or good, like, you know, you, you, when you capture it, it's just like getting a good laugh or something or putting together a good special. My favorite rhymes are just those that have a high level of emotion. And that can be sometimes it can be people who have like very intricate rhymes or it can be somebody who doesn't have a lot of intricate rhymes, but just like has a lot of emotion behind it. But that's really if it really hits me hard. Like if you're talking about Eminem, like uh, that Stan song, that's great. Like that's just a great song. And it has a lot of emotion behind it. Produced. Yeah. I mean, the beat is sick Mm -hmm. and his flow style. Yeah, that's just like a super well produced, great song. But when you talk about emotion, it's like. As much as DMX was so over the top thug, you know, uh, like just gangster, but you could feel the emotion in it and it just hit you like it kind yeah, of emotion like, is good. And I like I Brother Ali. You know that guy? The same way is just like when something's like undeniably emotion, whether it's positive or good, you just you just I don't know, you vibrate towards it. Yeah, I like Brother Ali. Do you know that guy? Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Like he's he's a great example of doing them both. One of his songs, Prince Charming, is like one of my favorite like rhymes. That's just like really, really great, but also super funny. He's like yeah. so solid. Dude, he's a uh, he's amazing. And uh, yeah, he's up there with like Ghostface. Like he rhymes like in terms of like I do like lyricists. I guess maybe I'm just a hater of Eminem because <laughs> uh, I do. Love- oh, you said you're a professional hater. I know. I, well, I got it in me. I try to deny, I try to work through it, you know, uh, but because I do love Ghostface style and I do love like Wu-Tang like I do. But what w- emotion was like old dirty bastard was so abstract and that's what made it so dope, you know, and it was emotional and it was just so crazy that, you know, nothing else, you know, with art, you know, dude mm-hmm. if you're with art if you're original the ki- the king the king is like it can't be duplicated you know mm-hmm. that's like, i agree that's like the shit so once it can be duplicated or it's just riding some other shit you know but when it comes out the box like king uh, dynamo just to bring it back to dynamo kingdom there's never been this show no there's never been anything like it and i'm all, i'm always about that like i'm always trying to make things that i haven't seen before like i do that I do that constantly. Like I'm always just like, 
if I something come I across watch out for because yeah. in the cannabis lane, like I try not to go, you know, it's so played out with like pot leaves and everything. Like I try mm -hmm. to like keep it real. And, and that's what I, I think with this 420 event, uh, Victor, you're not going heavy handed like, but it's just kind of a nod to the date. And uh, it's probably super weed friendly, you know? Yeah, I think that I think that um, I mean, I think that cannabis is is definitely main or going mainstream. And I think the problem that most people have is that any time there was a cannabis thing, it was almost like a fight. It was like in your face, America, cannabis, come get it. And I'm just like, I'm just like, let's just do a great party. And it's a cannabis event. And like it's a cannabis event. Yeah. But like, it's, it's not about healthy. we're not trying to. Yeah, it's very like we're not shoving it down people's throat. We have people on the show who's like, do I have to smoke to be on the show? I was like, no, <laughs> but there have been shows like that where they're like, yeah, everybody has to get high. And you're like, no, you don't have to. Just yeah, that's this show. Like, uh, I don't yeah. care if you're high or not. Like, I'm usually pretty high. Um, when yeah. it. And uh, so, uh, I, the, you know, it's pretty much my reaction to everything. <laughs> so uh, I'm just about let's have a good time. I just yeah, want to have a good time. Do, yeah, you just want to have a good time. That's what I'm about. And that's why I got into stand up and uh, I'm excited for, you know, it seems like Omicron and all this stuff is starting to die down. I'm excited to start performing live and get out there and do shows. Um, yeah. And start, you know, uh, maybe even shooting some more stuff outside in New York. Mm -hmm. uh, are you looking forward to the summer when the weather gets warmer, my man? I am looking forward to when the weather gets warmer and I'm really looking forward to just like running around the city and shooting some stuff. I'm actually, I'm That's actually going I'm to be feeling too. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm just, uh, oops, excuse me. <laughs> what kind of camera hey. would you be fucking with now? Like uh, for this, I guess uh, moment house is handling all the cameras and stuff, but uh, are you, I, I, what are the, is it still the red cameras, the big shot or, and then there was the other one, like, I don't know, black magic was one that is like super pro what i'm trying to do right now actually is i'm trying to create a i'm trying to create a system that is that is compact because i want to shoot i want to shoot a film and i want to have everything be able to fit in a duffel bag just like one bag it's got to be camera lights microphone microphones everything in one bag so that I can shoot something that is that really moves. And I, I just want to be able to just like, I want to be able to just like take away any barriers. Like it, when you're shooting on a big film, there's like setups that are crazy. Yeah, they are. It takes forever, I know, right? Just to shoot, uh, going, walking around the corner. First, yeah. they got to get the food people there. They got to get the lights people there. The union has to be involved seven producers uh, a helicopter you know yeah but when you're if doing you... guerrilla shoots you know that's i'm totally into that because the technology is so there that's why i'm interested in the gopro camera and uh yeah and doing that type of stuff yeah one of my favorite things is i have like a little audio system that plugs right into my phone and it's two wireless mics so two people can talk you know two people can both be mic'd and then you can just shoot it with your phone which is great and I want to yeah. do I want to do that like a system similar to that, but I don't want to use my phone. I want to use something where I have like a little better controls over everything. But yeah, but that's what I want. I want just like super simple system so I can just make a bananas cool movie. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a market for it. I I I think I may have told you that about 
because you do a film festival as well. I mean, we may have talked if I told you this once before, but in Italy, I guess the comedians, there's a film festival that's kind of like almost as big as the Cannes Film Festival. But they have like comedians from different towns shoot a movie and then they battle like for the best, mo- the funniest movie. Like I always thought that. Would oh, that's be- hilarious. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Like you have a week. You guys all have the same camera and the equipment. We need a 20, you know, a 17 minute piece uh, with these writers and these, you know, team it up. And then it's like 10,000 grand at the top for like the best uh movie the funniest thing and show it show it live there's something about you know uh, victor i wanted to pick your brain about directing and that's a lot of like you know cooking and zen philosophy it's all about making decisions and stuff like that but um yeah but making uh you know that and then that makes a funny film like i always thought like the groups like maybe brooklyn versus queens comics and do like a you know a a battle royale of of film I mean, I think that's totally doable. I would, if we wanted to get together and figure that out, we could do it through my film festival. I know. Tell us about your film festival. I, I uh, we showed our, uh, Victor directed, uh, Rub My Feet, which is a, which is a, a, a very beautiful song and a beautiful <laughs> film. Uh, he, he, you know, I look at these old, videos victor directed a video for me i I have to say thank you very much and adam dubin this great director directed and Giannis papas directed and i look back at him and i was very thankful at the time but now i look at the cuts and just like man just you were just you you know you got a great eye for directing oh thank you my lazy eye (laughs) the other other eye is good that one's that one's funny. That's your funny eye. Victor actually was was uh, I just uh, kiss your ass one more time. Uh, but oh, I'm yeah. not really kissing your ass. I'm just very interested. And I just want people to know because it's kind of a cool fact is that you directed a special for Comedy Central called the Awkward Kick. Awkward, awkward Comedy Show. Yeah, Awkward Comedy Show. But it was the first it had Hannibal Burris, It had Eric Andre. It had Marina Franklin, which is going to be on Dynamo Kingdom. Uh, and then yourself. And mm-hmm. uh, that was like the first time Eric Andre probably was did stand up on TV, was it? Or, you know, it when- may it, it actually might have been his first television performance. I'm not sure if it was Hannibal's. Too. It might be Hannibal's first. I think I'm not so sure, too, because it was kind of like we were all kind of doing these shows in the Lower East Side and those guys kind of yeah. popping. Yeah, these are just like my these are actually just like my buds that were hanging out at a time. The, yeah. Did I ever tell you the origin of that? Tell us the origin of the, the awkward uh, comedy show. The origin of the awkward comedy show is uh, I was kind of popping as a comedian at the time. Comedy Central was like, hey, do you want to do a half hour special? And then I gave them my material for half hour special. And they were just like, nah, I, we don't think you're ready yet. And then I just made my own special with my friends. So I was like, forget that I'm I'm ready. And I just made one. <laughs> yeah. And it was a little bit before everybody started uh, shooting their own specials. Like I always yeah. thought impressed by, you know, Victor kind of gets art in terms of I've talked about it on this podcast. Like he produces his own thing. He directs his own thing. He looks at things uh, with a mind for, okay, I'm going to make money over here, but it's still creative, but I'm also going to do this weird bar show that he ran. You ran one of the coolest Lower East bar shows that I did back in the day with Michael Fox uh, for like a few years. Right. Um, Maybe I did. I've done a lot lot of bar shows. Although I think that when my, 
when when things started to go much better is when I realized that with uh, just the way the world is in the internet, for the same amount of work you can put into a bar show, you can put into something that can touch the world rather than 30 people in a bar. <laughs> but you do learn how to handle uh, hecklers and uh, keep your cool when the drunk people are throwing up on your shoes. Absolutely. Uh, but your bit about Mach 3 razors. <laughs> but that absolutely. But the thing about the bar shows is like, like uh, now I'm like, okay, other people can produce bar shows. I'm going to do shows that can go to a bigger place. Yeah, for sure. I mean, actually, to be honest, Dynamo Kingdom's kind of a bar show, but it also is it also is going to be streamed live around the world. So I know, and the venue's dope in the sense that it's uh, it's a music venue, but it's still small, but it's in a really cool part of town. So it doesn't ever have like this cool of a venue. Like, uh, yeah, uh, Seth Herzog does his show there. I've seen really cool music happening there. They have DJs, but now comedy's popping. They have a lot of comedy. Uh, are you excited? How big is the Chelsea Music Hall? Like, uh the Chelsea Music, it's actually not a lot of people can be in the Chelsea Music Hall. Like the Chelsea, we only, we only have 200 tickets available at the Chelsea Music Hall. So it's after, so live in person, it's gone. Uh, well, not, well they're, not, they're not all gone. The tickets aren't all gone. There's still some tickets available. But I will say that, uh, uh, yeah, they're, it's an intimate <laughs> they're venue. not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what? And it's a really intimate <laughs> venue for like the lineup. And uh, so it's going to be packed. And it's easy, but you, you still get this like kind of, you know, CBGB, like small rock club vibe to it, which will I mean, be it's, cool for a stoner comedy show. It's great. They they actually have I mean, they have one of my favorite things, which is a fog machine. <laughs> that oh, is yeah. that is definitely getting used a lot during the rap battle. <laughs> oh, you got to get some lasers. The thing about <laughs> fog machines, it goes great with lasers. So, Victor, oh, yeah, we get it. Fog machines. Oh, there's definitely going to be lasers now that you mention it. I'm definitely, it, that's a great idea. There will be lasers. There will be the, a fog machine. Yeah, hit the lasers on the fog and it goes, it looks so 80s cool. Fucking oh, my gosh. That's a great idea. That's definitely happening. I bet I think in the house. I think that when, when people do the dopest rhymes, we should just turn on lasers. <laughs> always, always. That's what the Fresh Fest, you know, I saw Houdini. My first concert was Houdini, the Fat Boys and uh, Run DMC on their first album at the Fresh Fest in Roanoke, Virginia. But the lasers were like those little tiny, like green, like total Tron out of Tron video game lasers. But they would hit the smoke machine and write bubble letters in the sky. Like nice. it was, uh, it, it, I remember it just looking so futuristic, but it's still so 80s at the same time. The Who has a really good, they're all wasted. There's a cool vibe <laughs> of like Pete Townsend doing this slide and then these lasers hit all this like, you know, smoke machine above them. It's just a classic rock bit too. Nice. I, I, I was, uh, <laughs> the last time, the last time I did a show, uh, with a battleicious that was just like super iconic was where we were doing the show and everybody was dressed as animals because we just had like a bunch of animal costumes for some reason you weren't on that show but it was fun so everybody wrapped as their animals oh dope man i would <laughs> yeah. definitely get a uh yeah a peacock or a, a pelican <laughs> i would definitely be a rapping pelican nice uh, or beaver would kill it uh what who what were you were you a spider I could see you being a spider. <laughs> I think I was a dog. 
<laughs> you are a happy dog too. <laughs> I think I was a, I think it was a dog. Uh, dogs are dope. I will always go on record saying dogs are dope all day. Um, I also, Victor, we're gonna we we passed a good time, but I also wanted to, this is a random one. Uh, what do you think of the new Dune? I watched that. Have you, did you see that shit? On I did. I saw the new Dune. Yeah. What, what's the word on the street, man? I, I, it it ca- captured me visually, but it really took a long time to say nothing. I think that I think that that is like the new Dune was. Yeah, it was it, it was visually just straight up amazing. Like visually, it was great, but there just wasn't like a lot of impact you know, emotionally for me. Like there are a couple of things that were like, wow, that looks cool. But then like, you know, it just wasn't any impact emotion. Like I didn't really care what was going on with the characters and, you know, people would like, I'm doing my last stand here. And I'm like, I don't really care. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care if that person dies. Uh, I don't care if they get eaten by the worm. Uh, Yeah, when Jason Momoa went out, I was like, eh. Yeah, his whole angle in there was like he was not nerdy enough to be in that film. It was like they got the high school quarterback and nerded him up to be in this uh, super sci-fi because Dune is a level not to talk, but in Dune is a little bit more intelligent. You know, it's just super nerdy sci-fi, man. Dune is like classic up there. Uh, Mm -hmm. And visually, it was awesome. It was like, you know, it was just like sci-fi porn. But uh but it just took forever. And at the end, I was just like, okay, they made it to this weird city. Is there a Dune 2? Is that what they're building up to? Um, they, well, I mean, they, the original movie was, or not the original movie, but the original book uh, covered all of that in the book. Like th- they cut it in half for the movie. So like the new Dune is half of the book. So yeah, that's well, why it, that's why it seemed I, like yeah. it was halfway done because you're like, what? <laughs> it's over. Yeah. <laughs> Did they just run out of money? Did the pandemic hit like right at the end when they get to the place with riding the worms? I was like, I get it when they want to split things in half, but like when they split something in half, like still make that movie, you know, stand on its own because it just does not. A movie that stood on its own, which was really fun, was Back to the Future 2. Back to the Future 3 was actually better than Back to the Future 2. But Back to the wow. Future 2 was its own thing. I, I'm just saying that because that was a movie where they they shot both of them back to back. And that was like one of the first times that they planned. They, di- they did that where they shot a whole movie yeah. and sequel side by side. Is that George Lucas or Steven Spielberg? Somebody big directed that. Yeah, there was neither of them. It was Robert Zemeckis. It was Zemeckis. Roger. Yes. And what else did he do? Um, Robert Zemeckis. Like, I think Back to the Future was his first, like, giant thing. And then he's done, like, a lot of weird stuff. Like, he's really into, Frank like... Oz, was he that crew? The Muppets crew? No. Was, was he in the Muppets crew? No. No. You were about to say, I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. He did, he did like, Beowulf. Uh, oh, wow. He did that movie with Tom Hanks that was like motion capture about Christmas. Like it was a train and Christmas. I forgot what the name of that movie was. It was yeah. like Christmas train or something like that. It wasn't Christmas train, but <laughs> I'm he sure did they a lot of wild. <laughs> yeah, it was Christmas train. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Christmas train with Tom Hanks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, 
you watch the first 20 minutes of it and then you fall asleep, but it was still very beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the something express, I forgot what it was called, but like it was a Christmas train movie. <laughs> yeah. He did that. That looked really cool. Yeah. Robert Zemeckis did some very interesting things and then he got wrapped up in uh, CG now. So he's like really CG motion capture. Like that's his baby right now that he's working on. Nice. Uh, high-end super effects i get it that's dope yeah i like him i like his stuff robert zemeckis is badass i want to make stuff that is as good as his stuff at least <laughs> at the very least okay uh yeah for sure he's an epic uh no joke um what but i had two quick questions and then we'll be done and you can be back to working as hard as you do victor and i appreciate your time but, uh, oh, I'm gonna go it? masturbate after this. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> Got to get it yeah. out. Uh, Got to have a little release. Age, right? Isn't it good for the colon or something? Somebody told me it was something. A uh, prostate might be. Uh, but uh, what was the last thing you got high and watched on TV? The last thing I got high and watched on TV. Oh, my, oh I, let me tell you the last thing I got high and watched on TV that affected me the most. <laughs> Okay. Okay. If that's more interesting, if that's where. Well, I mean, the last because like, because like I'm a dude, I'm very ADHD, and so like I take a little hit now and then just to actually just like kind of calm me down and like focus me a lot, and then I'll take, and then sometimes I'll get like high, high, you know, but most of the time I'll be like a little bit buzzed. I love it. Then the last time, the last thing I saw where I was like this, I was like so high, and then I was watching it, and I was like, whoa was the Dark Crystal series on Netflix. <laughs> that is, get high and watch that. It's amazing. That sounds awesome, man. It I, is. I, I, that's how I got into Dune. I don't know. Sometimes the sci-fi doesn't pay off, but there is a nerd in me that just loves some good. I love Star Wars. I can just get lost in fantasy. And uh, yeah, the Dark Crystal puppets, weird puppets. Oh, that sounds amazing. Lots I of suggest the Dark Crystal series on Netflix. Yeah. Um, all time things that you should watch when you're high. Uh, Fully Cully is one of those things. FLCL. Look that up. It's amazing. Is that an uh, animated joint? It is an animated joint. Fully Cully is amazing. Ex Machina. That's one of those things. Watch when you're high. It's just great. Uh, I love it. Uh, uh, the Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing. That's great. It's very uh, scary. I, yeah, I interviewed <laughs> one of the actors, uh, Thomas Gate Waits. Uh, mm -hmm. He was also in, uh, but he he act, he asked me to do some stand up at his acting class. But he was in that film. He was like one of the major guys. He was also in the Warriors. But mm -hmm. uh, so I rewatch. I got high and rewatched the thing, and it, that's a really and it's directed by somebody super heavy. The thing was directed by uh, John, John Carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah, John Carpenter, who did. <laughs> uh, no, I said Halloween, it was John Carpenter's right? the thing earlier. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah, did he do Halloween right? John Carpenter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did Halloween. The original Halloween. Uh, okay, I was going to spin off on breakfast, what you had for breakfast today, but I also was going to say, what did you have for breakfast today, and what's your favorite horror movie? Oh, my favorite, my favorite horror movie is Prince of Darkness. Oh, shit, that sounds scary. It's pretty, it's weird. It's so, it's so fucking weird. It's so weird, and it's so scary. And then it's just like one of those movies where you're just like, what is happening? Like at the end, you're like, what is happening? <laughs> because basically out? the devil shows up at the end of the movie. <laughs> I know that there's nothing scares me more than the devil. 
Like all yeah. these fake slasher dudes. Like I'm like, dude, I seen a homeless dude scarier than you the other day. Like uh, subway. Like you're not scaring me. When they start talking the devil, I do get scared of shit. Yeah, I was I was actually hired to write a horror movie once, and then the story I came to them with, they were too afraid to make it <laughs> because there are these there are these texts like um texts that were commissioned by the catholic church that talk about the devil and in the text like they say in the text like if you asked for the devil to appear before you and you <coughs> if you ask for the devil to appear before you and you are true in your intent in your heart he will always come so like the church wrote that down and so like that's what i was like we should do a movie about this and they were like oh no <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but that's really you scary that to me, and it scared the shit out of me. Like, I don't even know. That's I scary, I, right? I might have to cut this out of this podcast. I don't know if I want to, that information out into the universe. You should cut it out and just cut. Just you should say you should say this part was cut out, and then just show your reaction. <laughs> like, oh no! <laughs> uh, no, that's hilarious, man. Uh, and uh, yeah, that should yeah, that's a scary. Well, let's yeah. let's go back. Then let's you know the thing of thing about scary movies. Like I think it's just a, like adrenaline rush. So I kind of get it. I went through a, like a horror movie phase. I went through like, but I usually get stuff gets played out. Like even coffee. Like I like coffee, but I'm going more tea these days. Uh, but everything about horror movie, like you ever watch something really scary, and then you're like immediately like we got to put on something funny. We got to put on something funny. Do you ever <laughs> change the mood because you got too emotionally freaked out by what you definitely thought. what Prince was the, of darkness the, is one of those movies where okay, i was like i gotta the, go okay after that moment what's the movie that you always go to to make you back to your happy place hey I know everybody it's the emperor's new groove <laughs> that movie's so funny that movie is so funny what's the that? i've never seen it it's a cartoon yeah, it's really fun. It's it's a cartoon. David Spade plays the lead. Oh wow. I love David Spade, Spade, John Goodman, oh. Eartha Kitt is hilarious in this movie. Eartha Kitt is so funny. And not only that, the whole movie, the style of the movie is like a vaudeville, a vaudeville trip movie, but it's a cartoon. So like the jokes are just bang, bang, bang. It's so funny. Please watch this movie, The Emperor's New Groove. Oh wow! Oh wow! I will check this clip. That's I funny. I can't wait. I can't wait. Is it G-rated? Yeah, oh, <laughs> but it's hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I love animation and I love music. I got a little. I do love musicals. I love music. Uh, did you see Hamilton? No, not yet. I have did to watch it. it. I know. It's on Disney. I know. It's right there, and I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, okay. I know people in it. I haven't yep. watched it yet. I yep. need to uh, just the performance wise and, you know, just articulate. I do. I'm a vi uh, what I'm learning and learning about myself. And I think you're there as an 80s kid or 90s kid is like, uh, I love music videos. And oh, yeah, formed my a lot of my media sense comes from music videos. So, you know, a musical or Hamilton, anything, it, it kind of builds on that that happy place of mine where it's like visual and music, you get everything. But I'll let you go. Uh, we've been too long, actually. You you hung in there, Victor. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, man, I love hanging out. Let's do it more in person. 
Yeah, let's do it more in person. We're definitely going to do it on 420. Everybody check out Dino Kingdom. I will have it uh, a link right in the description of this podcast of uh, what should we do, Victor? Should I? Put- yeah, Dynamo Kingdom. If you want the information, dynamokingdom.com. If you want to get tickets to watch the show online, go to rob.dynamokingdom.com because that'll help out this very podcast of a friend who I love very much. Oh, I love it. I love you, Victor. And I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate the, uh, uh, all the laughs. All right, that's it, everybody. That's our time. We're out. Cool. Cool. Peace. Love. Dig this. Discovering truth is not a question of intelligence. It's intelligence, not intellectual ability or intellectual intelligence at all. Because if it were, I mean, there's so many people with really um, sharp intellects, you know. They have such skill at comprehending or going to the point. So if that was all that it took, there would be many, very, many, many uh, Buddhas who came to the, the intellectual archery. <laughs>